0: what's going on everyone welcome to another episode of the call it a comeback sports podcast my name is Bobby McGinnis, alongside my co-host Tom Splone Tom how are you doing on this Tuesday afternoon
1: doing pretty good uh, another exciting week of sports that we saw and uh, I'm excited that we have our special guest on our, our show today
0: yeah Eddie Stankwick he's back for what is this your third time Ed
1: yeah it's my third time excited to be back
0: Yeah. so in the past we've talked plenty of football plenty of baseball And honestly, we have a lot of news to talk about uh, in the NFL. I mean, unfortunately, we have some very sad news. Um, Henry Ruggs, uh, star wide receiver from Alabama, currently with the Raiders, um, it was reported that he was involved in a DUI and uh, there was a victim who passed away. So I'm not sure what that means for Henry Ruggs' future, but obviously our thoughts and prayers are with the family of not only the victim, but Henry Ruggs' family as well.
2: Uh, yeah, what I want to say about Henry Ruggs, uh, it's an awful situation. Anytime you see any situation with drunk driving and uh, a death, uh, that's the worst. Um, this is a terrible situation. I feel bad for the victim. And um, yeah, Henry Ruggs is probably going to have to face consequences. I don't know the, uh, the stipulations right now or anything, but... Um, I thought Henry Ruggs was always a good guy. Uh, I think I remember watching E60 on him before he was drafted, and they talked about his life, and He's always seemed to be a great guy. So this was just a completely unfortunate event. It feels terrible for anyone that was involved. Yeah, this is a really,
1: really tough situation. Uh, waking up this morning and seeing that. Uh, Henry Ruggs just has like a, had a really bright future for the kid. Uh, really star wide receiver from Bama. Didn't get off to the greatest start with the Raiders, uh, as everyone expected, but he was st- still settling in. And now his, uh, his career is really in jeopardy. And I know I saw the uh, Nevada law. I think it's a two to 20 year offense in prison for what he did. But I mean, he's going to be getting top lawyers. So we'll see. I mean, you never know i mean it's it's just a tough situation because the person that he hit did did pass away so it makes everything a little little more uh severe
0: yeah it's a really tough situation um but in other news obviously as we know today was the trade deadline and we were just talking about it before the show uh because the trade deadline officially ended at four o'clock eastern standard time and we were saying it wasn't as exciting as we kind of hoped for but tom you kind of alluded to the fact that you know, in the NFL, the trade deadline is kind of a little more boring than other sports like the NBA or MLB.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, the big I think the big trade we saw was uh, yesterday, the uh, Los Angeles Rams got Von Miller from the Denver Broncos in exchange for a second and a third round draft pick. I think that's a really good deal on both sides. I mean, Denver, sitting at 4-4, four four, they really know that they don't have a true QB. I, they don't think they're a playoff team. Maybe... Back-end wild card if they get lucky, but they they don't have a ton of talent coaching staff isn't great there I think they got a good deal getting the second and third build towards their future And then the Rams are in win-now mode their defense is stacked and just getting Von Miller is just gonna make them all that better You got Von Miller and Donald rushing the passer and then you got Ramsey in the secondary It's just a really scary team right now, and uh, I think that was probably the biggest deal nothing crazy happening today Yeah, I mean the
0: rich get richer we could talk about the Rams and you know how amazing their defense is gonna be it was already good with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Now you add an all-pro guy like Von Miller. I mean, it's got obviously going to be exciting to watch. But, Eddie, I have a question for you. Uh, the Broncos have been acquiring draft picks, and obviously last offseason they were interested in Aaron Rodgers. Do you think we see somewhat of maybe like a sign-in trade next year with Aaron Rodgers
2: um, going over to Denver? Uh, well, that's an interesting point, Bob. Um, I would think... The Broncos definitely have the draft capital to do it, similar to to a team like the Jets with Sean Watson last year, which I thought he was going to go to. But um, yeah, the Broncos definitely have a chance at signing Rodgers. They got uh, Jerry Judy, is a pretty young talent, Javante uh, Javante Williams uh, running back. Um, They got Cajun Hamler. I think he's still there. I don't know how he's doing this year, but they got some young guys in the offense. Tim Patrick. Um, That wouldn't be a terrible place for Rodgers to go, but I don't know if he wants to end up in Denver. Their franchise has been as great the past few years, and they are also probably going to have a coaching change after the year. So uh, once I see the new coach, maybe maybe that trick could be possible. That's true, but obviously in Denver,
0: there's going to be a lot of opportunity with all the draft capital that they've been picking up. Uh, other trades around the league that we saw Melvin Ingram's heading to Kansas City. I think that that's a really good pickup for them. I mean they've been a really struggling defense um, and obviously we saw last night they barely squeaked out a win against the Giants and they're currently sitting at the bottom of that uh, of that AFC West division. So
2: I mean the Chiefs. Obviously, they needed to make a move. Is this the right move that they had to make Ed? Uh, it's definitely a move in the right direction. Uh, their defense has been emba- I would like to say embarrassing to this point <laughs> uh, Letting up just just getting embarrassed on the field the secondary Sorensen specifically has just been awful And uh, yeah, Melvin Ingram has been a great player in the league for years I'm not so sure how he's doing this year. He's I know he's gotten a little old But uh, yeah, anything helps on the Chiefs defense at this point the linebacker core needs to be addressed and adding on Melvin Ingram's definitely gonna help
1: Yeah, Tom, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a, a step in the right direction. Melvin Ingram is not what he used to be with the Chargers when he was in his prime, but still somewhat of a pass rush to get there. But uh, you mentioned that Chiefs defense and how it hasn't been good uh, really at all this year. It's true up until last night when the, the New York Giants and mastermind play caller uh, Jason Garrett made the Chiefs defense look like it was probably top 10 in the league. Um, but the Chiefs defense really hasn't been good at all this year. So, I mean, they, they need to pick that up if they want to. Uh, come back in the uh, AFC West. Was that a sarcastic uh,
2: remark calling Jason Garrett a mastermind play caller?
1: Yes, very sarcastic. As a <laughs> Giants fan, so. I, I would like Jason Garrett, and for that fact, Joe Judge fired. Uh, really, they should have been fired this morning, but I guess gentleman <laughs> wants to give them the rest of the season and maybe the season after, so we'll, we'll see.
2: Yeah, I feel the same way about the Eagles. Don't worry, Tom.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a little bit of a disappointment last night. Yeah. I mean, the Giants
0: hung in there, and, and Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're having a down year, but they are still the Kansas City Chiefs. They still got Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey, and the Giants defense only held them to 20 points, so I thought that was pretty impressive. I, did, I didn't expect that last night. Uh, Vegas had it as like a 10.5-point spread, um, and I thought you know, being in a three-point game with a, with a chance to win it there at the end, um, I thought that was pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, there's the Giants defense we've been waiting to see all year, honestly. Uh, yeah, there's big expectations of them coming into the year And they have not lived up to it so far. So yeah, holding the Chiefs to 20 points in prime time is what the Giants even We've been expecting to see.
1: Yeah, I think their defense really really stepped up last night That's two weeks in a row where their D's played well But as I said, I, I don't think the, the really only the coach on the coaching staff that should be safe is Patrick Graham Because he's done a great job as the DC of the Giants He just uh, Cooks up these great uh, play calls on defense and he confuses quarterbacks. And you had Mahomes really confused last night I thought the defense played well, but other than that, nothing great. And Eddie, uh, being an Eagles fan, there was a lot of talk about how the Eagles might be... Um,
0: I, I Should I say the Lions would be picking up their first win this past week against the Philadelphia Eagles, but... I was
2: one of the people that thought they were going to lose. I mean, yeah.
0: they they came out and, and really shut everyone up. I mean, 44-6, to six, I mean, that's... That's pretty impressive victory right there.
2: Yeah, um, the Eagles ran the ball in this game. It was an all-out rushing attack, actually. We ran for about thirty uh, six yards, I think it was exactly. Hurts, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts ran for almost 100 yards, uh, along with uh, Jordan Howard out of nowhere getting some rushes, along with uh, Boston Scotkin thrown back into the mix. Um, I'm not really sure why we wrote, we decided to run the ball this game but with Miles Sanders being hurt um, uh, getting hurt last game. We were never running the ball with him in the game. so it's interesting to see like a run uh, rushing rushing back by committee. And um, yeah, it was a great win by the Eagles. Hurts didn't throw the ball that much, but wasn't really needed. We killed the Lions, but you know it's the Lions throwing seven; they're a dumpster fire. So,
0: tonight's your team win forty-four to six, though. <laughs> yeah, of course they almost had the shutout there too at the almost, end before yeah. letting up that touchdown. But yeah. um, looking at the box score here, Gardner Minshew got into that game. I didn't even realize.
2: Yeah, he did get in. I turned the game off in the beginning of the fourth quarter. I didn't see, but yeah, he got two passing attempts. I saw. Uh, yeah, I, I I love him as a backup quarterback, or Gardner, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the rushing attack. Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, and Kenneth Gainwell— all had twelve or more carries. Yeah, I mean that's that's really good when you could have a running back by committee. And, and like you said, Miles Sanders goes down, but these guys are stepping up to the plate. And now the Eagles are three and five. Um, it's going to be obviously tough to catch up to the Cowboys, but uh, who knows? Maybe they get hot here.
2: Yeah, who knows? Uh, Cowboys I think would be a little out of reach. They're just killing everyone. They even pulled off a win somehow in prime time with Cooper Rush on Sunday night, and he is not a good player by any means. So uh, yeah, the Cowboys I think have the division unlocked, but I don't know. Maybe the Eagles can get a wild card by some miracle.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, obviously nothing crazy happening on Sunday. Eagles beating the Lions, I mean, no one's going to go crazy about that. But I do like what I saw from uh, Sirianni and the play calling. I think that they need to start mixing in the run a lot against every team, not just the Lions, because they have a quarterback who can run. And uh, I think Gainwell's been pretty good so far for them this year. I know Sanders is hurt, so he's going to have to step up. Same with Scott and that Jordan Howard we saw. I mean, they should be running RPOs and running the ball at least 20 times a game. I mean, there's there should be no yeah, big time attempts RPOs. Yeah, there should be no 10 rushes a game uh, from them. I mean, if they want to establish a run, that'll definitely help them in in big games. And l- like you said, Dallas, it looks like they have the division on lock. I mean, uh, they should be looking for definitely a wild card spot right now because uh, Dallas is just playing out of their minds, even with the backup quarterback.
0: Yeah, so Dallas obviously they should have the division on lock. Um, Tom, do you see them going? I know in our last uh, in our last podcast, you said that they're not going to make any noise in the playoffs. They'll probably be a first-round exit. I mean, they just won a game with Cooper Rush at the helm, and it wasn't even Dak
1: Prescott. That's pretty impressive. That's true. You know, that was a big win for them. I actually did not say that they're going to be a first-round exit. I said they could be a first-round exit. I'm more predicting there'll be a second-round exit, but, I mean, we'll see. I mean, again, like... They can finish the season with a great record, which I think they will. And uh, they just still have to prove to me that they can win in the playoffs, and preferably Dak Prescott can win in the playoffs, especially against the top guys in the NFC. And we're, we're seeing a real stacked uh, top of the NFC this year so far with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and uh, Brady and the Bucks, and Stafford and the Rams. Those are four elite teams and some could argue you could put Dallas in that category, I'm not one of those people. I still need to see Dak play well on prime time and see him beat uh, a team like the Bucks and Brady or Stafford and the Rams uh, for me to give them any credibility towards a Super Bowl run but I mean right now they look like they're playing great football.
0: Yeah I mean before we get into some other contenders I just want to shout out my team. New York Jets coming out with the upset uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I was honestly really nervous to even watch this game because Zach Wilson's obviously out with injury, and they got Mike White getting his first uh, career start. I mean, he really balled out. 405 yards, three touchdowns. I was really surprised how much they were actually letting him throw the ball. I don't know why uh, LaFleur and Salah chose this game uh, where they have Mike White rather than Zach Wilson to actually open up the playbook, but we saw how successful it was when they did, and they actually scored their first points in the first quarter this year. So... Um, they, like I said, they they haven't scored in the first quarter all season until this game. They got to open up the playbook eventually, and, and that's what they did. And they came away with the win.
2: Yeah, it was a good win for the Jets. Uh, miracle win, honestly. No one, uh, everyone counted the Jets out in that game. I know not you, Bob. I give you credit for rooting for them the whole game. But we had some friends that were <laughs> literally rooting against them to get a better draft pick. And, uh, yeah, Mike White, uh, quarterback out of uh, Western Kentucky, I believe. I, yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he uh, he balled out against Megals Bengals defense. Uh, he got a shot in the NFL, and he really gave it his all. 37 for 45, uh, 405 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, and one hundred seven, uh, 108 passer rating. That's fantastic. All he can ask for on a
0: rookie. Yeah, so now the Jets have a short week. They're playing Indianapolis uh, on Thursday night football. And this is a chance, I don't want to say, for them to get hot, but obviously you got a guy, Mike White, who's coming off of his first start, played amazing. I mean, spirits have, have to be up in that locker room. I think the short week is actually going to benefit the Jets here. They got nothing to lose against the Colts. Yeah, I agree. It's not like a normal team um, where you're, you're worried about game planning all week. The Jets know that they're going to be underdogs once again, as they will be, probably for the rest of the season. I don't know. Maybe against the Jaguars, they'll be favored to win at home. But besides that, I don't see another game where They won't be underdogs. So I mean they definitely are gonna have a chip on their shoulder and and obviously they saw how electric it was for Mike White and uh, You saw other guys step up to the plate. Rookie Michael Carter had a great game I believe he had like uh, over a hundred yards from scrimmage. He had a a touchdown as well Um, I don't know. This is what you want to see from a young team is just players getting excited to be out there on the field Obviously when they win it's exciting, but you want to see them play well. That's what that's what's most important.
2: Absolutely.
0: So, obviously, uh, like, I'm, I'm very excited about the Jets, but I do want to go back to talking about some contenders. Um, Ed, we were on the Saints all week. Ever since Tuesday, we were saying the Saints are going to beat the Bucs.
2: Yeah, the Saints give
0: Brady trouble. And, I mean, when, if you told me that Jameis Winston would get hurt early in the game and not finish the game, I would have said, all right, there's no chance the Saints are beating the Bucks. But who stepped up to the plate? Trevor Simeon. I mean that kid comes out, didn't make any mistakes really and uh, the Saints came away with a, a 9 point victory over the Bucks, which was uh, just very impressive. I mean beating Brady uh, in that fashion, Brady actually threw a pick uh, in, when he had a chance to put together a winning drive, I believe it was a pick 6. Um, I mean I, I, I believe the Saints shocked the nation.
2: Uh, yeah, they, they absolutely did. Uh, the Saints uh, do one thing. Uh, they get pressure on Tom Brady, and uh, that's when Brady starts to, like because Brady can't move like other quarterbacks, so that's when Brady starts to make bad decisions for the ball. He still had a great game, 28 for 40, 375 yards and four touchdowns. Um, still fantastic with the two picks and one, obviously, to end the game. But yeah, uh, Trevor Simeon played alright. He did a pretty good job, but I gotta, I gotta give the credit to the Saints defense in this game for uh, preventing a Tom Brady comeback, which there's nothing harder to do in football than preventing Tom Brady to drive down the field with two minutes left.
1: Yeah, and I agree. I think the Saints defense is really underrated. Uh, I don't think they're talked about enough, honestly. Uh, Demario Davis is just incredible in the run run stuff uh, for the Jet. Saints. Yeah, for, former New York Jet. Uh, he's just, anytime Fournette was running the ball up the middle, he's there. He's stopping the run. and uh, Their secondary played well. Gardner Johnson played well. Uh, Marcus Williams, I think. Definitely a hats off to the Saints uh, Saints defense, but I think something else has to be said with And I mean, he came into the game, uh, I don't think he turned the ball over. No. And uh, that's all you can really ask for a backup quarterback who's getting ready to come in in a, in a huge divisional game um, for your team. And now this puts them Uh, One game not even I think it's a half game behind the box now and that gives them a head-to-head win So that's just huge in every category, but Saints got a little bit of an issue moving forward Uh, Winston does have a torn ACL so they're gonna probably have to rock with Trevor Simeon the rest of the way So how do you feel about that? I mean, this is. I have a question. I'll, I'll actually ask Ed the
0: question since he's our guest today. Uh, if you're Sean Payton, you got Trevor Simeon, a guy who stepped up and played pretty well. Uh, you got option B with Taysom Hill coming back. I believe he's returning from concussion uh, protocol this week. And then option C. I'm hearing a lot of reports all over Twitter today that the Saints are in talks with Philip Rivers and talking him out of retirement. If you're Sean Payton, where's your mind right now?
2: Uh, well, it, this is a tough position for the Saints right now. They have a lot of options that they have to explore. Uh, so Trevor Simeon obviously played well on Sunday against a pretty good Bucks defense, which hasn't been as great this year, but uh, like a, a defense with a pretty good reputation. Um... He played pretty well, but it's, we've seen how Trevor Simeon is in the past. He's probably not a guy that you're going to have a chance of winning a Super Bowl with. Uh, the next choice is Taysom Hill. He was pretty good when he played last year. He's a pretty low ceiling in my opinion, but um, he can definitely run the ball. They can run some trick plays. He can make things happen, but again, nothing. he's nothing great at throwing the ball, and he's a, definitely a worse option than what they've been uh, playing with Jameis Winston. Um, I think calling up Phillip Rivers might be a little bit of a stretch. He's been playing... Um, He's been play. He's been coaching a high school football team right now. I don't know what type of shape he's in, but if he's in shape, uh, that guy loves football. Like I would give it his all. I'd, I'd definitely sign him and give him a chance. And uh, you even like got to look at a guy like Cam Newton. He's uh, he was nothing great when he played last year, but still, um, he's the guy out there you got to take a look at.
0: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Cam Newton. He's a former MVP. Yeah, yeah. I is. mean, people hate on him a lot for his performance in New England. I'm one of them. Um, he Me too. He really uh, he, he did not show up. He was um and we saw one of his worst seasons, but like I said, former MVP, I mean, with the help of a good coach, Sean Payton, um, and obviously stepping into a good situation where a team is 5-2 and two and potentially competing for a division title, uh, Cam Newton wouldn't be a terrible option. But uh, obviously, with not that he, even if they sign him this week, he wouldn't be able to start Sunday most likely without knowing the playbook. So that gives you two options,
2: Trevor Simeon at, or Taysom Mellon. I feel like you've got to go Trevor Simeon. Uh, I feel like you gotta... Tr- I don't know. I feel like you gotta go Hill, honestly, because he's more... Um, he knows the offense more, but yeah, it's tough to take out Simeon after how he played. You gotta see how they play in practice, too. Yeah, it's tough, because
1: when you have Taysom Hill at quarterback, it kind of changes your whole game plan on your offense, and Peyton obviously knows that. Uh, it's obviously more run-first with Taysom, a lot of read options and stuff. He can't throw the ball downfield. I've seen a lot of the times he just doesn't throw the ball well. And uh, so I thought Semyon threw the ball pretty well this past. And I feel like you got to rock with Semyon. But maybe use Taysom Hill uh, under center a few times, like a Swiss Army knife. Like they love how to use him, running back, wide receiver. So I, th- I think they'll definitely find ways to use him if he's not playing quarterback.
0: Yeah, I agree. I feel like, uh, Tom, I'm going to agree with your point about, like, Taysom Hill throwing the ball makes me a little nervous just because he, like you said, he's more of a run-first guy used as a Swiss Army knife. Trevor Simeon, uh, he didn't throw an interception last week, which honestly should give him confidence going into this next week. So, I mean, the Saints next week, they're playing the Falcons um, at home, which... I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty favorable favorable game for the Saints and and Sean Payton should be able to drop something creative there uh, to get his team in a good position to win. Um so looking over I'm just other news in the NFL here, how about that Derrick Henry injury? I mean, literally Cody Jimmy Cody, we had him as a guest last week. I think he actually jinxed the injury so hard. He said the Titans will be really good as long as Derrick, inju- Derrick Henry doesn't get injured. What happens this week only like 3 or 4 days later. Derrick Henry, he has, what, something a broken bone in his foot, and he's he had surgery this morning. I mean, this is just terrible news for the Tennessee Titans. Terrible news for Bobby McInnes and his fantasy team. Terrible news all around.
2: Yeah, it's terrible news. Um, when a player is exciting uh, to watch as Derrick Henry gets hurt, uh, everyone's going to be upset. The guy is 937 yards through uh, eight games so far this year. Um, He's been absolutely out of this world. It's that's a devastating injury to the Titans offense Ryan Tannehill has, I feel like has to credit a lot of his success to Derrick Henry being being how easily they can run the ball Which makes it easier for him to um, which tires out defenses So they still have players on the outside like Julio Jones and uh, AJ Brown, but it's gonna be tough without Derrick Henry He's such a huge part of the offense. He's a player. That's as valuable as a quarterback in that offense And um, yeah, I don't know where they're gonna go from here. I'm not too certain about their future.
1: Yeah, it's honestly a huge blow. Once I saw the news, I really thought, uh, I really thought of Cody right away because he, that, Henry really hasn't gotten hurt, I don't think, that much in his career so far until this past Sunday. But I mean, he's definitely a tough, tough guy. He played through the whole injury, played the whole game, uh, in that overtime win against the Colts. Uh, it's definitely going to change the way they, they approach the rest of the season. They're sitting at, I believe, five and two it is at uh, first in, the, uh, in their division. Colts are really the only team contesting them because we know the Texans and Jaguars are mailing it in the rest of the season. And uh, they just got to find ways to get wins. Uh, I'm, I think they should go out. I'm, oh, they got Adrian Peterson, right? Yep. Now they got, so a- they got AP. So and that's, that's a big a sign. move for them.
0: Do you guys remember Deonta Foreman?
1: He they played for Texas guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's big. I mean, AP, we'll see. It's not obviously not prime AP, but give him some carries and uh, let, let Tannehill throw the ball. They still got Julio, as you said, and A.J. Brown. Uh, I still think they'll win the division unless the Colts really go on a run, but uh It's just still still a tough blood with Henry, but i uh, mentioning Jimmy Cody Bob I think we got a we got a test up on the New England Patriots. Oh God. Cody called the uh, New England Patriots um, His dark horse Super Bowl contender this season um, Maybe a little uh, far-fetched there, but New England Patriots got a huge win on the on the road this week in uh, LA against Justin Herbert and the Chargers and uh Pats are sitting now at 4-4, four and four, and they're 3-0 on the road. What do we think? How many wins is this team going to get, and where do we see them in the playoff rankings?
0: So, as much as I hate to admit it, that is a very good win for the New England Patriots. Like you said, on the road, going to SoFi Stadium, beating the LA Chargers. Tom, we were watching First Take the other day, and I believe it was Dan Orlovsky. He said that the Patriots could be second in this AFC or. Co- er, did he say second in the conference? Yeah, you? I believe he said right now the only team he's... They're th- the second best team. Okay, yeah. he said the only team better than them is the Bills. Is
1: the Bills. So
0: Dan Rolofsky very high on them. He actually went as far to say that they'll end up 10-7. and So actually, I want to take a look at their schedule. Right now, they're sitting at 4-4. Four and four. Do we really
1: find six more wins here for the Honestly, New England Patriots? You, dude, because... Looking up their upcoming schedule, they got the Panthers, At in, which is... In Carolina, I'll give them that win. Yeah, so that's I'm not saying that's a win, but Atlanta, that's definitely a winnable game. game. Then they go, they're home against Cleveland, which I think will be a competitive game, but on paper, you got to give the game to Cleveland. Okay. Then they go to Atlanta, that should be a win.
2: I'd say it's an easy one for the Patriots. Easy win.
1: Yeah, uh, now I mean it's a, a Titans without Derrick yeah, Henry. Yeah, yeah home no. against
2: Titans without
1: Henry. Winnable game, it's kind of a
0: toss-up.
2: I'm,
1: st- I'm still leaning Tennessee.
2: Yeah, probably. I don't know, maybe.
0: And then they play the Bills twice, I just don't see it. They play the Colts. But then as they got well.
2: Jaguars,
1: Dolphins. Those are those are two wins right there. You know, they, if
2: they can win one of those games it, against the Bills, and then one of the, and then two out of the three games, at against at the, Colts the Wild Card teams, teams, Browns, they'll get a Wild Card spot, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: but I just like how how likely is that though? From well, there's three Wild Card right spots. It's, a, divi- it's so, a division
2: game. Anything can happen. The Dolphins, who are a miserable team this year, beat the Patriots Week One.
0: It's true, but yeah. we, I mean, Tom, you mentioned how they've played on the road. Conversely, at home, they only have one win. They're one and three,
1: and that one win is against the. The New York Jets. So, yeah, t- to be fair though, the, their home opponents have been pretty tough. I think so far they played the Bucks at home, which is obviously a really tough game. They've also played Cowboys, Saints. Uh, yeah, Dallas and the Saints at home. So those are all like two f- definite playoff teams. One team in uh, the was it the saints which is like a toss-up for playoffs so i mean those are tough home games i don't know i think they'll be right around playoffs i think they should get a wild card if mac jones continues to play the, the way he's been playing and the way belichick coaches that team and the way their defense is playing right now i think they're they're in every game and they should be in every game
2: yeah, they have a very strong defense their defense yeah. is keeping them in a lot of games i think
1: judon has been really good this year for them a huge pickup that they got in the off season
2: yeah yeah. J.C. Jackson too P- picked up right where he left off last year
1: yeah the thing is for me just looking
0: at the schedule I really I, I only see them winning four more games ending up as 8-9 and, and and that's not going to be good enough to make a wild card in the AFC this year so I, so, I don't see them making the playoffs
1: I don't so every I don't know the, every borderline game you're giving them a loss to so you think they're they're definitely losing to the Colts but is, is the Colts really borderline that's in Indianapolis is that a borderline I mean,
2: the way game where the Colts have been playing this yeah, year 3-5 I, I would think I'd think think I'd record... probably take the Colts in that game but it's very close but we both, yeah. both
0: Know that the Colts record does not show how they've played. I mean, they were uh, way ahead of the Ravens, ended up folding and losing in overtime. Uh, last week we saw they went up early, fourteen nothing against the Titans, ended up losing in overtime. So I mean, this is the Colts team that um, honestly has looked strong. They just <laughs> haven't been able to finish. That
2: sounds like a team that would lose to Bill Belichick. Though. I mean, yeah, no, that, yeah, yeah, I that's, mean, that's,
0: that's not a bad argument. But I mean, I do like the Colts uh, at home
1: against the Patriots in that game. It's also six weeks away. Yeah, also we'll like, I mean, they'll be they'll be borderline playoff. That's what's gonna come down to those games that are uh, up for grabs. That either the Pats are gonna to win to make the playoffs or losing. Those yeah, two
2: games in. against Buffalo, they got to grab one of those. I think, yeah, that's gonna be huge.
1: But do you, like legitimately? Do you think they have a chance in against the Buffalo? In the
2: definitely, yeah, definitely. I honestly yeah. think
1: the the way this team is coached, they basically have a shot against any team in the football league, unless you really put them up against those top NFC teams that they're not gonna even see the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, you know. it's just a division game. It was, if Buffalo was in yeah. a different division, say, I wouldn't say they have much of a chance, but a division game, you never know. Yeah, I mean, the Titans, the, watch the Titans beat the Bills. I know it's a
1: little different team. They're running the ball down their throats. The Pats aren't going to be able to do that. But I think the Pats' D can give Josh Allen a little bit of a, an issue scoring the football, and I think that'll help them, especially a game in New England. I think they can, that'll be a competitive game. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. see that. It'll, it'll be fun.
0: We'll see. I don't want to say anything that I'll end up regretting, but in my eyes <laughs> right now, I just can't go as far to say that they're a playoff team. That's all.
1: Yeah, what, what wildcard teams are we thinking right now for the
0: AFC? It's a good question, Tom. So when you look at the standings right now, um, right off the bat for AFC, division winners, if the season were to end today, obviously, you got Bills, Ravens, Titans, Raiders, actually, in the AFC West. Um, let's talk about that AFC West. I mean, we might see... Two wild cards right there. We might even see three wild yeah. cards coming out of that division.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas blows it, honestly, just by their track record of their history. Uh, I do you think the Chiefs will somehow end up winning this division? I think they'll end up turning it around. Um, Andy Reid is too good of a coach and Patrick Mahomes is too good of a football player for uh, this team to Not make the playoffs never mind and I still think they're gonna win their division the Chargers do not look as great as we initially thought after losing to the Patriots last week and uh, The Raiders haven't played the toughest uh, teams yet, so I don't know I think the chief this still the Chiefs uh, division Well, it's not their division to lose, but I think I think they're gonna end up winning this division
1: I, I agree with you Ed. I think that Ch- I don't agree 100%, though. I'll say I'm not sure if the Chiefs are in to win the division. I still think the Chargers have a great shot, especially with the head-to-head win already. But I do think the Chargers really should should hold their heads low right now after the last two weeks because you look at how the Chiefs are playing right now, and the Chiefs are sitting at, what are they, 4-4 four and four after the win last night? Yep. So Chargers are sitting at 4-3 and because they've already had their bye. You look at the last two weeks. They lost to New England this past Sunday at home, which is just an – an unacceptable loss if you want to win this division. Then you look at the week before, they go to Baltimore, and then the game was over before it even started. The Ravens ran them off the field. If you want to win this division, and you know you have Patrick Mahomes against you and Andy Reid, you need to win football games. They should be sitting at least at five and two right now. And I think that would give them a much better shot. But to lose back-to-back games, you can't lose games and expect to win this division, especially the way the Chiefs are playing right now. I still have yet to see the Chiefs turn it around. The win last night did not show me anything from the Chiefs. That's a poor Giants football team that they're expected to beat, and they did not play well. So until the Chiefs can really turn it around for me, I still think the Chargers are the favorite in this division. But... As you said, you can never count the Chiefs out. And one of my predictions is I I think the Raiders are going to fall off. I think, like you said, the track record, I think they're bound to have a losing streak. But I mean, the way all these records line up right now, their wins wins are also
2: just not impressive. They beat the Eagles, Broncos, Dolphins, Steelers, and Ravens is a good win. But other than that, nothing impressive. Yeah, yeah. I feel like
0: Ravens is definitely a good win for the resume. But, you know, it's not even, for me, it's not even like, oh, the Raiders, you know, their track record, they're going to fall off or, or they have a tough schedule. It's everything surrounding them, man. I mean, yeah, ha- I mean, talk about the whole coaching situation. Gruden gets fired for all the emails that came out about homophobic and misogynistic uh, remarks. Then now this week, this morning, you got Henry Ruggs, who's probably going to be facing jail time even and may never put on a, a football helmet again. So it's just too much going on with this Raiders team, and I honestly feel bad because they were off to such a hot start. Um, Tom I feel like you brought up good points about why the Chargers actually won't win the division with by saying how they they lost games that they shouldn't have with the Ravens and the Patriots so um I don't know are you saying it's right now like if if you had to choose like gun to your head is it a coin flip between the
1: Chargers and the Chiefs or I think it is probably more of a coin flip I still think until the Chiefs can turn it around I still got to give it to the Chargers because I know, it's, I know it's Patrick Mahomes, and everyone likes to harp on the last few years that we have saw from him, and he's a great quarterback, and the offense is great, but defenses change, and defensive coaches change their game plans on how to stop offenses, and right now this looks like a story of the Chiefs' offense being figured out by a lot of DCs in the league, and I think they realize that if we take away Kelsey like the Giants did last night, and you take away Hill's deep ball like the Giants did last night, you can shut this offense down somewhat and limit their points and so far i've seen that the past few weeks titans did it well the giants did it well and mahomes has had problems and until the chiefs figure out how to change their game plan and change their way of offense they're probably not gonna they're still gonna struggle i feel like because these defenses have figured them out but like you said the chargers have dropped Uh, I think the issue with the the Los Angeles Chargers is inconsistency and that comes with a young QB And I think if they're a little more consistent, I think they'll win this division But like you said if they're gonna drop games like they did last Sunday and the Sunday before then I think the Chiefs will win this division So I think I'd go more coin flip
0: right now. All right looking at the AFC North Right now the Ravens are, are technically in first in the division But both the Ravens and the Bengals both have five wins how do you see that division uh, unfolding? And, I mean, you even got the Steelers and the Browns right behind them with four wins apiece as well.
2: Uh, so the AFC North, uh, I think it's the Ravens' uh, year. This is their division to lose. Uh, Lamar seems to be on a different level, um, in my opinion, honestly. This, uh, this is the first year it seems like it's his team. He doesn't have all the players uh, the players and talent he once had surrounding him with... Um, Ronnie Staley's uh, been out this year. Uh, J.K. Dobbins has been uh, hurt. Gus Edwards. Uh, uh, Gus Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, Marcus
0: Marcus Peters. You need a toilet paper uh, roll to list all the players who are out. (laughs) uh,
2: Marlon Humphrey's not even playing as well. He got torched by Jamar Chase uh, last week, but uh, yeah, the Bengals blowing them out last week was a uh, bit alarming. But uh, I think they'll be okay. This is the Ravens' vision to lose, and um, I'm going to ride with Lamar. Yeah, I feel like
0: um, not last night. Sorry, Sunday we saw. The Bengals, I mean, the loss to the Jets is, is pretty embarrassing. If yeah. you, you want to actually be a true contender, that, that's a game you have to win. Um, and looking at the Bengals' schedule, actually, it doesn't get much easier. So they have to play the Browns twice. They also have to play the Raiders in Vegas. Then they'll be playing the Steelers, the Chargers, 49ers. And then you see down here they got the Ravens again and the Chiefs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough. I mean… Looking here. I didn't mention the Broncos. That's probably the only game where I'm actually saying like I'm confident in the Bengals any other game I think it's gonna be really close
2: yeah, I agree. It's going to be tough for the Bengals. Um, that's another team that consistently always messes up somehow. Uh, they have the seventh hardest uh, schedule for the rest of the year, and uh, there's not many games I see them dev- definitively winning. Uh, they play, out of, uh, out of all those games you just mentioned, Yeah, the Broncos, I think they'll definitely beat. The 49ers, they could beat. The Steelers, maybe. Raiders, maybe. But the rest of those teams, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're not going to beat the Browns twice. The Browns will win one of those games. Um, I think they'll lose to the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the Bengals will end up making it.
1: Yeah, I agree with what you said. I think the Ravens are definitely the team to be right now in that division. And uh, I just I just can't believe the Browns. Every year, this it's just a cursed franchise. I feel like you look at their roster, it's like you have Baker Mayfield, who can be very good at times and very bad at times. And you have probably the best running back duo in, in the league, in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And then you have Odell Beckham Jr., Austin Hooper, you have a decent receiving core, and you have probably the best O line in the league, paired with uh, Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, and Denzel Ward, one of the top defense in the league, and you're sitting here at four and four, and the Browns again were like, I don't think they're gonna win this division. I just I just don't understand how this can happen year in and year out. Well, they've been like they've been tampered by
2: injuries. Their whole line's been uh, banged up. Uh, their receivers Odell's been playing through some injuries. Jarvis playing through some injuries. Pretty yeah, definitely. Montez, uh, Achilles or something like that. Uh, he's out for the year. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's they, it's been an injury nightmare over there for the Browns. But uh, yeah, I feel I feel bad for them. They have literally such a talented roster. They have talented every position today. And They even added Devion Clowney over the off yeah. They made some good draft picks with. Um, um, knew some, and um, well, so they pick uh, Oso Coromoto, but he's hurt now. And um, yeah, it's just it's unfortunate what's going on there over there in Cleveland. I don't think they had much of a chance at the playoffs either.
1: It is, and like you mentioned, the Bengals. I mean, they're sitting at five and three. We we all thought that they were legit after being the Ravens, but then coming down and losing the Jets with a back quarterback again inconsistency with a young Joe Burrow. It's just tough. I think right now you got to lean Ravens uh, for this division. Definitely. Ravens are actually my favorite to win the AFC and
0: uh, get to the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I think they're mine as well right now too.
0: Yeah, and going over to the NFC now, I mean, we got we got we got some tight race there as well.
2: Way tighter. Wait, than so
0: the, you got you guys are taking
1: uh, the Ravens over the Bills right now? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Are you not? I'm it's not, very. It's very close. I'm, I'm not honestly. I mean, I I could, It is definitely close. It's definitely a good argument to have. I just think uh, in in a game, I'm going to trust Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson. Uh, right now, especially throwing the football, but I mean we'll see if Lamar can win some big playoff games. It'll be huge for huge for the city and huge for their team.
2: Yeah, the Bills should only have one loss right now, and and most in ninety nine percent of the time they convert that fourth uh, fourth down and inches where Allen tried to dive forward and they'd gone to win the game. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think that loss to Titans should hurt the effect the Bills that much and yeah. Really,
1: yeah, and really you look at that week one loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, that's that's a game They shouldn't have lost either. I mean you, you could obviously say that now But yeah. like, looking on paper you shouldn't lose the Pittsburgh Steelers l- looking to see how they played this year But it was also week one So they're probably one, just yeah, getting playbook and everything two. together But I mean to be fair
0: you could really say that about any team the Ravens yeah. week one lost in overtime to the Raiders yeah, So exactly. that's a game that they obviously also could have won uh, Football's a game of inches and, and that's what it comes down to and that's why both of these teams have two losses this year uh, the reason why I'm going with the Ravens, because I f- might, maybe I'm in the minority. I don't know why people fail to give him credit, but I'm going to trust the former MVP, Lamar Jackson, over Josh Allen. I in the know, playoffs, though? In the, in the playoffs, yeah. Like,
1: well, Alan, I mean, he, he hasn't been good in the playoffs. That's why, year, he hasn't,
0: that's why he hasn't been trusted, is because of that. Allen hasn't gone to the Super Bowl either. So. He, beat, no, beat him no, he, has, he beat
2: him head to head. But the, yeah, the head
0: up matchup last year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I. Like Eddie said, this is Lamar Jackson that, that, honestly, this is giving me the same vibes as that MVP season. It's obviously he's on a different level than he was last season. And like you said, he's doing it without weapons. I would have loved to see them. Actually, our producer Jay mentioned that um, if the Ravens could have got Odell Beckham, that would have been a really good move. I actually agree with them. I don't think yeah. it would have been um, – a lot of people don't like OBJ because you know, he's, he's known as maybe a distraction, not a great locker room guy. But I feel like his energy and personality would mesh very well with Lamar Jackson.
2: Yeah, I think he'd fit perfectly on that team, especially with the personalities on that team like Lamar and guys like Marquise Brown. He would, he'd fit perfectly there. I think.
0: Yeah, it would have been a really good yeah, fit. Agree. But um, I guess they're just gonna have to roll with what they got, and honestly, that might be good enough.
2: They had a great coach too, so. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, boss one of the best in the league. He honestly. He might he might be a good candidate for Coach of the Year when it's all said and done.
2: Yeah, Coach of the Year is really uh, it's tough. Up, up for grabs, right? Up for grabs, right now. Right? Is uh, the leaders at first were uh, Zach Staley. Taylor and Staley, but they just, the Bengals just lost to the Jets, and the Chargers are coming off two horrible losses. Um, it's looking like it's going to be a tighter race.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, Cliff Kingsbury's got to be up there as well. Yeah. He's be up there. I, think Matt,
2: I think Matt LaFleur, too, honestly. After losing 38-3 week one, it's so hard. He hasn't lost since then. Uh, it's a rebound like that, that needs to be credited. Uh, of course, he's Aaron Rodgers, but he barely loses as a head coach.
0: It's true. They went on to win seven straight, um, and they'll be playing the Chiefs this week in kansas city that's gonna that's that's honestly gonna be a huge game it's game i right? mean as far as like playoff implications it doesn't mean anything at all you got an nfc team playing an afc team um but i think as far as just like a potential super bowl matchup that's gonna be great television
2: this is a big test for the chiefs if the chiefs get blown out by the packers this week i would it's it might be season over for them it's a, they they really got to win this game yeah, this is gonna be or a at least really prove they can game. hang hang in there with them
0: yeah, I mean, even if they drop this game, I, obviously, like you say, you say season's over, um, and I feel like what you mean by that is maybe they'll make the playoffs, but they're not going to make any noise because yeah. I really don't see the Chiefs missing the playoffs. Uh, they're right in there. If the, if the season were in today, they're right in there for the wild card race. You got a bunch of tiebreakers going on with, I believe, it's six teams here with four wins in, or five teams here with four wins in the AFC fighting for those uh, wild card spots. So yeah. I don't know.
2: The Chiefs have the tiebreaker right now over Cleveland, but the Patriots actually have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs right now. Yeah. So, so at last, uh, they're both in the eight and nine, so Patriots and Chiefs.
0: Yeah, that's why I kind of like I hate the if the season ended today argument because the season doesn't it's end totally today. We're feet actually, feet actually stupid. We're yeah. actually halfway through. So yeah. um, I don't know. It's going to be really exciting football, but I feel like you made a good point. There's going to be almost like a, a prove it game for the Chiefs.
2: This is a big prove it game for the Chiefs. Yeah, they need to win this game. There's a must win. Yeah, looking at the uh, NFC West real quick, I
0: want to talk about how do you see that division shaking up? Obviously, before the season started, I honestly thought that the 49ers and the Seahawks would be in the mix a little more, and maybe the Seahawks have an excuse because Russell Wilson's injured. Um, They're obviously not going to win many games with Geno Smith, but you got two top dogs, the Cardinals and the Rams. Honestly, they're both probably top three teams in the NFC, if not top two. I'd probably put the Packers up there ahead of them, but... Cardinals and the Rams, how do you guys see this division shaking out?
2: Dan, that's a really uh, tough question. Um, I'll luckily be at the game to see it shake out, obviously, oh, yeah. in a week uh, 15 or 16, whenever they play on Monday Night Football. Um, I'll be at the game, yeah, I'm excited for that. So, um, I don't know how it's going to shake out, honestly. The Rams, I'd say, got the advantage on the uh, defensive side, but um, on the offensive side, I'd give it to the Cardinals. We saw the Cardinals uh, spank them. Uh, in week three this year, but uh, that might only give the Rams uh, just more motivation to keep, uh, to keep, uh, to beat them. Uh, they are obviously both teams of great coaches, and we're going to see how this shakes out. Uh, they both have a bunch of division games left, and uh, that matchup in uh, week 14, week 15, whenever it is, should probably be uh, the decider who wins the division, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Cardinals. Potentially have the better offense and and I don't know if I'll agree with that a hundred percent But they can definitely do more I feel like with with just the running threat of Kyler Murray But I mean this Rams team has put up over 30 points in half of their games in four of their eight games They've gone over 30. Um, That's pretty impressive from an offense Um, Trying to pull up the Cardinals stats here as far as numbers, but yeah even even the Cardinals one two three four five six games putting up 30 or more points I mean, this is two great offenses. You, you mentioned the Rams' defense. Um, that's going to be a really exciting game. You're, you're you're very lucky to be going to that.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting seeing uh, Kyler uh, and Matt Stafford in big games like that. Because Matt Stafford's always been good, but we've never really seen him in a big game due to his due to being in Detroit and Kyler, young quarterback, being in the big game.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that game is honestly going to be the deciding factor for the division. Uh, As you said, the Cardinals already took the first head-to-head matchup. I think right now I'm going to give this slight edge to the Los Angeles Rams uh, to win this division. Just because I think uh, I'd rather have uh, Stafford as my quarterback in like a big, big spot. A guy who's been in the league for a while. I know, like you said, doesn't have a lot of big, uh, big primetime games being with the Lions, but I'm still going to take him over Kyler in a big spot. And uh, I think I just, I just really like Sean McVay. I mean, his offensive play calling is, is really good. I think Kingsbury is also a great coach, but I'm going to put McVay a little over him. And I think the Rams might squeak it out, but I think it's going to be a really good uh, race to the end.
2: Yeah, we were talking, we were actually, Bob, we were talking about the Cardinals or Rams offense, which one's better. The Cardinals have actually scored 246 points this season, and the Rams have scored 245. So, wow. Yeah, it's that's really crazy. Close, yeah.
0: yeah, that's extremely close. Um, the Rams and the Cardinals both have a ton of weapons. I'm actually reading here; um, it must have happened as we are firing up the podcast. The Rams have waived uh, Deshaun Jackson.
2: Yeah, that might be the end of the road for my boy D. Jax. Uh, I love that guy, but uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I thought he would actually fit, uh, fit in well in the Rams because McVay would run some uh, nice deep routes for him and get him involved. But uh, I guess not. Uh, I thought he. I thought his role was good there, but he's not happy.
1: Yeah, they were talking about trading him, but I guess no one really wanted to give anything up for D Jack, so that might be might be it for him.
2: Yeah, he's probably just ring chasing at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean ring chasing is
0: exactly what it is. He'll I honestly think he probably will get signed, I guess, by maybe a contender.
2: Um I don't, I don't. know why. Why did they dis- Why did they choose to cut him? Uh, apparently, he wasn't happy. I, from, what I, from what I saw, he wasn't happy with his role on the team. and They agreed to make a trade for him before the deadline, but then they couldn't come to terms with anybody else.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a crowded receiver room there. You got Cup, uh, Woods, Van Jefferson. It's just I don't but know. Those guys to go deep too. Exactly. Yeah, he's not going to get much action. I don't blame him. Well, I got a perfect for you. I think. Uh, I think Aaron
0: Rodgers would love to have him in Green Bay.
2: He definitely would, yeah. That would be an interesting one to add. there. That's a little bit of a crowded room, too, but they have, they've had some injuries, MVS going down. Um,
0: yeah, I feel like he would immediately climb the depth chart, though.
2: Yeah, he, he could. I don't, I don't know how talented he is at this point, honestly, but, um, yeah, he could he could help any team, possibly.
0: Yeah, at this point, he's pretty one-dimensional just to spread the field. Yeah. I mean, that's about all I got for uh, for
2: today. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. too. We, we, we touched up on a lot today. I'm excited for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, we got some good football talking. in. Uh, obviously, I won't go into it too much in depth, but we had uh, an elimination game here tonight in the World Series. Uh, game six of the World Series. We have the Braves taking on the Astros in Houston. Um, should be pretty
1: exciting. I mean, I mean, I would love to see the Braves blow a 3-1 lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hope me as a Yankee fan, hoping the Braves close it out tonight. But, I mean, I just want to touch on something real quick. I don't know if you guys know Trevor Plouffe, uh Used to play with the Twins organization. He uh, follows baseball a lot and tweets about it. And uh, he actually said in spring training on March 31st that the Atlanta Braves are going to beat the Houston Astros in six games in the World Series, which I'm not really sure how you predict that unless you have a crystal ball. But I mean, if the Braves win tonight and that
2: guy's predictions wow. right from seven months ago, yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. If that's
0: the case, he, someone should give him a lot of money. I mean, yeah. phew, that's absurd.
2: Mad credit to the Braves, no matter what happens, though. It was a team that was in, had a losing record for 110 games this year and uh, traded for a bunch of players like Eddie Rosario, uh, Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall, Jock Peterson, all these guys that weren't having great years and they came to Atlanta and had great years. Um, maybe the Yankees should have done that. So, uh, yeah, hopefully the Braves can plot a win tonight. It's
1: remarkable what they've done.
2: They could definitely blow through one lead. We've seen how Atlanta sports goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that yep. is very true. Uh yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens, but uh, that about wraps it up for today's episode. Eddie, thank you for coming on.
2: Thank you so much hey, for having me, guys.
0: Yeah, so I'm Bobby McInnes alongside Thomas Spallone and Eddie Stankwick and thank you for listening.